Welcome to the Unmastered Tapes. This is episode two. We are your hosts, Emmy and Hottie, and today we are so excited to be sitting down with Gen64. All right. So hey. just to kind of like set the stage uh-huh. for the people that right. don't know, yeah. and, and you know, keep me honest here, okay? Yeah. I did right. a little bit of research on Spotify, so let me know if I got this right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gen64, alternate hip-hop group mm-hmm. comprised of three people, yep. right? Mm-hmm. We got two vocalists. First one is Shiv. AKA Lush Light here. Lush Light here. Here. Then we got Oz. Money yes. Matters. Money Matters. And then the you know the mastermind behind all of this, mm-hmm. the beat production mm-hmm. is Syed. Yep. Damn days or is it days? Days. 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 Okay. You can say damn days though. Damn days. I'll say damn days. You gotta damn. yell it though. Yeah. 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 Yell it. Damn days. Yeah. That's like that. Exactly. Like that. All right. That's perfect. <laughs> so, you know, just just so people know, like I I met this group. I think it's been like four years, which is actually kind of crazy to think that it's been that long. Um, and I met Oz through work. We got along. He introduced me to Gen 64. And um, the crazy thing is, I remember when I met you guys, it was in your basement, Shiv's basement. That was the first time. That was the first time that I met oh, yeah. you guys. Oh, shit. That was like the first introduction. Because I remember I was telling Oz, I was like, yo, like, you guys have a music group? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of yeah. curious to know, like, you know, um, you know, invite me to do one of your studio sessions. And that was the first time I met you guys in the basement. And the crazy thing was, I heard a whole song from inception to it being finalized in that one night. True. Um, and honestly, like since then, I was kind of like, all right, I'm like a little bit of a fangirl now. Like, hey. <laughs> saw the fan production, but also like I was like, this is like such a such a cool experience. And yeah. like, you know, fast forward four years, like not only have I seen you guys grow personally, but like your evolution of music, I've seen it kind of grow as well. So really excited to kind of like touch on that as well. But before we get into like the evolution of the music, we're going to talk about the origin story. Okay. Yeah, especially because mm-hmm. I feel like Hadi knew you guys like as your boys, like you guys are boys, right? But for mm-hmm. me, it's a little bit of a different experience. So I don't know how Gen 64 started. I don't know like how you guys as like individuals became like savvy with music. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you became an artist. So whoever wants to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to learn like mm. Like, what is your artist origin story? Like, was it a teacher that inspired you? Were you good at writing? Like, how did you guys get to where you are? Um, I think it started when I got a beat pad. Hello. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's good. Yeah. We're good? Yeah. All right. Yeah, no. So I, I got a beat pad. It's, a, it's called a machine. Okay. Mm. So there was this guy in the library. He had one. He oh. was playing the B pad, and I was like, "This is crazy! What is this?" A B pad's that thing with the with the buttons. Yeah, where you yeah. Put yeah. And this is high school. This is high school. It's like grade, grade nine, right? Grade 10. Yeah, grade ten. 10, 11, yeah. yeah, I don't know what year, what year was that. No, no, yeah, like that. It, I think that that's in terms of like how we all started getting into it eventually. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we all had our own kind of way in which we got into music. Like, Aswan could tell his story. He did. So he used to like rap and stuff. Um, but like, I think for me, I was like. Mine was more closer to when Syed got his beat pad because I was already, we were already all kind of listening to the same music and we were already, already like best friends by like grade 10. And, Damn. Um, and like, so once he got that pad and like we were already inspired by very, very similar music and it was like something that was cool to me, specifically like, uh, in like personally and like it was just like, oh wow, I really want to try this. this. This looks sick. I never had any background in like doing music and stuff. Yeah. I performed in like, I would uh, I had played drums and trumpet and piano and shit, but like I never actually like rapped and did any vocals. So then when he started getting the B pad, that's when we were like, oh, like let's try to emulate these artists. Let's try mm-hmm. to create stuff like mm-hmm. these artists yeah. and stuff. We used to go to his his house, uh, Shiv's house, 
and we I used to have the B pad and we'd just make beats and we just randomly randomly right? and there was no YouTube tutorials on how to make beats. Oh, yeah, so we like literally two thousand ten. Yeah, yeah so around that. Around that. Yeah. Like so we had no YouTube tutorials. We just had to like figure it out ourselves mm -hmm. and like how to structure a B pad. Really from such, like, a cool organic way to learn yeah. because Completely. you really like learn from yeah. from the bottom. Yeah, and you build yeah. It up. yeah, exactly. A lot of producers nowadays like they have like YouTube, right? They have mm -hmm. like literally at their fingertips just to figure out exactly how to do it. Like we learned everything from scratch, wow. which is why we were like. We were like, if you listen to anything we recorded back in high school or like even after that, we were ass, right? Like, mm. it just because we were just figuring it out yeah. and like learning from all that stuff. But I know Oz had his own like rap background, which he can tell you about and stuff. Yeah, like I was, uh, I think it was like grade eight, grade nine. I started like writing raps. I think I was listening to like a lot of Asher Roth nice. and like Mac Miller. And I don't know what came into my brain where I was like, yo, let me try <laughs> rhyming these words together. I think I used to go to Rhyme Zone all the time, like the website. I was in like grade eight and I would just like rhyme like the most like manifestation, <laughs> vacation, <laughs> sensation, like just the, the easiest rhymes. And then uh, grade nine, I started to like actually write a lot of raps. And then I entered, uh, funny enough, the Muslim interscholastic. Let's <laughs> go. Muslim Is this like Muslim Universal Muslim Studios? Like yeah, no, no, no. It's like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know yeah. how there's like. Can we just point out that Cam is sitting uh, beside us and he's just yeah. enjoying this. Yeah. 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 Can I swear? Yeah. All right, fuck shit, bitch. Chill out, all right? Yeah. All we need some monetization yeah. here, right? Fucking. <laughs> yeah, Mist is like it's called Mist. It's like you know how there's like Deca and debate and stuff oh, in high school. Mist was like another club, so there was like a spoken word competition. So I was like, let me enter the spoken word competition. So I did some like slap snap poetry. What is it called? Yeah. Type thing in like grade nine. Slap slam 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 poetry. That's what it is. Slap poetry. Slap me if it's shit. And then. uh yeah, and then it went did really well. Like I fucking made it to like the finals in like Atlanta or some shit. And I was like, damn, maybe I'm actually good at this. And then I started doing rap battles and bullying kids and basketball <laughs> <laughs> court. <laughs> was that, that the was first it. time you uh, were like validated in terms of your? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That was the first time I was like, oh shit, maybe I'm actually like, kind of decent at this. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then we would do like rap battles in grade nine, and then like I would just always like write raps and like make random stupid songs like mm -hmm. throughout high school. Yeah, and, and then. then yeah, and even I feel like even before Syed got his B pad and we actually like started creating music, we would like always be in the cafeteria freestyling and stuff. Mm, like yeah, we freestyle everyone around us knew how much like Syed would beatbox. Like he would Syed was the beatboxer. He like oh, right. So he would beatbox, and then me and Oz would just freestyle, and like people would just listen and shit. So like we a little a little throw like no, you're putting it you're putting it crashed out. That's too crazy. Too crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's jokes. So people just always like we would like just always be messing around with stuff. We'd go to each other's houses and like. People are, we would just freestyle videos of us like in grade nine and ten freestyle. I've seen those videos. Yeah. So it was yeah. a very natural progression then. Like there was no Super. pressure. It was just like Super you wanted natural. to create. Yeah. That was yeah. exactly. We exactly. used to use uh, IMT Pain, which is an app. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yo, the auto tune one. I know exactly yeah. the one. I used to. Yeah. I, I used to hold it in the middle, thing, and I used to beatbox, and these guys <gasps> oh, would wow. freestyle around us. Yeah. yeah, it was wild. Yeah. I mean, I'm just so curious. Like, who were your inspirations in this time of like building? Like you <laughs> are building from scratch your beatbox like mm -hmm. who inspired you or or even like not just inspiring you you were, i think you were saying like you were trying to emulate 
someone artists, at the time yeah, like, like who are these artists well me specifically i was never into like like music like well music was never like a hobby or passion for me like through elementary school and stuff like that like i listened to album like, i didn't listen to rap until like i was in grade seven like 2007 or something like that but like high school is when i started like like a lot of influence from like oz and shit like kid cuddy and like mm. we would listen to me inside we like really really deep into like tyler the creator and mm. earl sweatshirt like odd future was coming up like childish gambino and stuff yeah, like that mm -hmm. so like that was like just seeing them and stuff was like holy shit like we i want like i want to do that i want to do what they're doing they look so cool you know so as a kid you're like you're you're literally influenced just by like how how something looks or like how something because you don't know how to do it right you don't have any like like perspective of like what it's actually like to rap and stuff like that so you just try it so you're just like oh let me try it like i remember like being on like skype with these guys like in grade 10 and stuff and like uh, or like with syed and we were just like writing some really like trash raps and then i just like rap them out loud and like they were so bad but like it was just like cool it was just trying to like create this like different persona and stuff like that mm -hmm. so like those were like a lot of the influences at the time for me specifically that, that i really like yeah what about you grade like grade nine ten i was definitely like kid cuddy mac miller like taylor miller. gang yeah. like Wiz khalifa um those were like huge inspirations and then like grade 11 12 was like drake but uh, I didn't really like I didn't mess with the whole Taylor uh, Tyler the Creator Wolfgang stuff like as much as these guys I would say yeah. I was more so on like the like the Drake the Drake you were side on that Drake vibe. The team yeah yeah, yeah. did you uh, feel like it was similar for you or did you have a different um, inspiration from like producers um, for me like when I listened to Wolf by Tyler the Creator that mm. changed how I listened to music right. like that I, w I was only listening to music I guess like on like the service level and then right. when i heard the production and like the storytelling yeah. that um he had in wolf i was like dude i need to make shit like this wow. and then i heard because the internet and that's when mm. i was like hold fuck like wow. i can really make something like crazy and create a whole world a whole different world yeah. you can different pinpoint person. like almost like the moment that you kind of realize like yo mm -hmm. i can be capable of doing something like this or yeah. i want to do something like this which yeah. is yeah, so crazy wild. yeah i think it's also like i've heard your guys's old shit and it's like it's so different yeah. to what yeah, it is yeah. now. 100%. And I think it was also very experimental, right? Like exactly. I, I felt like every exactly. song yeah. was so starkly different right. from like the, I the think, previous um, one. I think so me and Shim were talking about this recently, but I think that ev our music then and even our music now is like a product of the times mm -hmm. and like the music that's popular yeah. now. Like yeah. that at that time, like we were very inspired by Gambino and, and Tyler the Creator and at that time, music was different, where people were putting a lot more thought and work right, into their exactly. into their projects, and like music was more complex. It was more like story based. The albums used to be like, you know, stories. You know, so mm -hmm. that's kind of what inspired us at that time, and that's why our music today is a lot more, you know, real like um, closer to the music that's being put out today, which is a lot more hit based, hit based, yeah, temporary, yeah. kind of like not as complex, a little more simple. Yeah. So I think then and now it's just been inspired by like what we're listening to at the time. I, I think the other thing also is like, how do you find your sound? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you guys have had like rounds of like listening back to like either you rapping or like you mm -hmm. with your vocals, whatever that may be. And you're like, this is complete ass. Yep. Or like, let me try to like figure out like how I would sound on the mic mm -hmm. with certain like filters or whatnot. <coughs> like. Did it take some time to figure out, like, okay, I figured out Lush Lightyear sound, mm. or I figured out Money Ma Matters. You know what I mean? Mm. Still figuring it out. Still, still yeah. eh? I guess still it's like progress, it right? Process, like, right? Like, you keep on, like, putting out stuff, keep on working, yeah. and then you yeah. eventually start to find your own sound that way, you know? You, I think more importantly, you find out what you're good at. 
you find out like what like in the start if you hear, hear like old stuff you can hear it's just trying so many random things yeah. and like not everything sounds good right but like it's just like eventually you're like okay you know i'm i'm pretty good at like rapping or i'm pretty good at like you know singing but like in this pocket or like melodic rapping mm -hmm. or something like that like we still like to try a bunch of different things but there are certain things that you realize what you're better at but i still would say that like i i haven't found a sound that like yeah. I'm, I'm married to yet like i still haven't found like thing where i'm like oh no like i won't go on that beat because my sound mm. is this you know it's like no like yeah. let me try something and if it ends up good yeah. it sounds good to me then it's like then we're good and then I think a lot of like the variation came from like Syed's producing as well. Mm -hmm. Like Syed's never married to one kind of That's production. That's so true. Not just a trap yeah. style, not just like a, you know, pop style or something like that. So like when it comes to like making music as Gen 64, it's like Syed will make a beat and like me and Oz are never going to say no to that beat because yeah. it's always going to be fire. So then we're like, let's try it out, you know, try something different. Yeah, I think it's also, it's different for every artist. Like I think that if you look at someone like Nav or something, Clearly, he's found like a formula and a sound that works for him, and he's trying mm. to replicate that on everything that he makes. Whereas, like, there's artists out there like Gambino or like Drake who, like, you know, are versatile across different genres. So, I think for us, like, we have realized <coughs> early on that we are kind of versatile in that sense that we can, like, make that we can, like, go on different types of beats. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. when we hear, like, a, you know, Afrobeat type song, or if we hear, like, a beat that's, like, more trap or whatever, like, we'll try to bring that energy and that character to the song and that's why it's like you know it's hard to pinpoint like a exact sound that we feel like is like mm -hmm. ours which know? i feel like is so cool because you guys aren't limiting yourselves to like a certain genre or like sound and there's also so much trust i guess because you guys like whatever you produce side like you guys never say no to it right so you mm -hmm. almost like trust trust the process like mm -hmm. even if maybe you're unsure like you still want to try it out which i think is it's what makes like gen 64 so good because there's just like the spirit of exploration is there right like you're mm -hmm. not just gonna settle right. with like oh we want to be you know hip-hop we want to be trap like mm, oz like exactly. your latest your latest solo project like it was <coughs> the best summer like vibes <laughs> ever right so it, it, you just open up to so many possibilities I, th I think that's such a great part of it too yeah and, mm. and, and the other thing is also like because it's based off side your production of mm -hmm. that beat mm -hmm. and then they're kind of like you know feeding off of that energy or, or off of that beat like when you're thinking and you're sitting down, you're like, all right, today I'm going to fucking make a banger trap mm -hmm. beat. Like, mm -hmm. I, is that what happens through your head? Or is it like, I heard this me. song, like, this sounds amazing. Like, let me try to replicate something like this and, and, and create a beat out of it. Not really. Honestly, like, it's just like, I guess it's like a level of comfort with these guys that I can try whatever I want. And if it's shit, it's shit. You know what I mean? And then I'll work on another beat, you know? So I feel like... Um, Right from the get-go, I don't know if I just have, like, oh, I have a banger in mind. I just experiment, and if something sticks, then it sticks, and then kind of work on with that, yeah. Yeah, I love that, and I think, like, as you guys are talking, I'm also thinking about this concept of, like, imposter syndrome, which I'm sure, like, we're also familiar with it, but I feel like with the music, like, it's not just... Like, you, you guys are putting yourselves out there lyrically, like, emotionally, like, with the music, right? But also when you're performing, like, because you guys have performed and you've been, um, like, you've had music videos. So you've had to, like, put yourself out there. So I'm just curious, like, as artists, like, how have you had to balance the imposter syndrome of, like, performing or putting yourself out there with the confidence needed to actually, like, put your music out and perform and put great yourself question. out there? That's a great question. I, it's, I feel like... Uh, <laughs> you're like, thanks. thanks. <laughs> 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 He's like, let's go. <laughs> Uh, no, that's, it's it's uh, that's actually something that I think about like every day. Like it's mm. like, it's like as a, 
especially when you're not doing music full time, you have that imposter syndrome because you have like two lives, right? Like yeah. as an artist, you want to portray yourself a certain way and you want to be that artist. But at the same time, you're not that artist all the time, right? You're like, you have a job. I have a goddamn nine to five. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like that, like I'm, I can't be that artist guy have most of my day, you know? So it's like, you, it always feels like that. And like when you, it, it's like a great feeling once you're in that zone and you're in those music videos and stuff like that. But then when you're not in it, you kind of have to like figure out like where you get your like, you know, happiness like where from. Where you comfortable. Where you're comfortable and stuff Where like are you that. most so comfortable? As Shiv or as Lush Lightyear? Oh, as Lush Lightyear. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, when I'm in, like I've talked to Oz about this before. Like when I'm, when I'm feeling like that artist, that's when I'm most like, I love it. Because that's how we mm-hmm. grew up. Like the last like, what ten years has been like that, and like yeah. that's the most formidable time. And like, yeah. if that's all you've done for ten years, like that's part of who you are. It's like fifty percent of who you are, right? Yeah. So. Totally. What do you guys think? Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like what Shiv said as well. It's like, um, you know, when you're, we do live two different lives, you know, and it's like when you're when you don't make music or when you're not in that zone, then it's like it's hard to bring yourself back into that zone Mm -hmm. and like i think like imposter syndrome is like healthy like i think that like anyone who's like great at what they do like truly doubts themselves like every day and like i think Mm -hmm. that's like what what like pushes you to like your limits and like you know figure out what you can do and what you can make but um yeah i don't know it's a tough one it's a tough one to answer but like yeah that was such a a good answer like i Sad, do you, did you want to say anything as well, or? I mean, I don't even perform, so it's not like that. But, <laughs> but you like, could still. I mean, I guess you could still experience. I mean, like syndrome. the difference between days inside is just the name. You know what I mean? It's right. Like mm. I'm me, like mm, okay. As days as Syed, you know, yeah. and like yeah, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's well, cool to hear. yeah, and I think like just hearing um, like everyone who's good at what they do like has self doubt. I think that's so true. Like it's such a, a relatable like feeling, and it really pushes you to want to be great even with the podcast even with our collective like i think i was like i don't even know if it's such a saturated market like Mm -hmm. who's gonna listen to our podcast right but if you just kind of push away like the doubt and and the noise like you actually put out good work people actually Mm -hmm. appreciate it i also uh, feel like you know no go ahead go ahead please gonna say there's this there's this diagram that i saw that's like uh it's like crippling. It's like a Venn diagram. Is that what it's called? And it's like two circles. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the left side was crippling self doubt, and the right side was like absolute narcissism. Mm. And like in the middle is where art exists. Wow. I love that. Mm. Yeah. 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 Send that. Send that. Airdrop it. Yeah. Airdrop it. <laughs> Airdrop yeah. that. Yeah. No, but I think I think you're right. Like I I think about this. Well, there's the impost, imposter syndrome, but I also feel like what makes it easier, at least for me, is like with this podcast or anything that I'm trying to do, is like I start to kind of like. Uh, detach myself from like having expectations like I'm just trying to enjoy what I'm doing mm-hmm. as I'm doing it yeah right so it's like I'm not trying to make this banger song or I'm not trying to necessarily make an amazing podcast that's gonna have like 20,000 audience members if I'm just enjoying the prog- uh, process of it and the journey of it I think that's like the most important thing that's allowed me to 100%. be like who cares if yeah. no one's listening I'll listen to right. it by, by myself <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that is that is absolutely it right there it's like that's when uh, you're making like the your actual art is when you're not confined by like the parameters that are completely irrelevant to like exactly. your shit you make music on like a fucking like you're in the clouds like with no the world doesn't exist and like th- no listeners exist you know what i mean like yeah, you're just yeah. free creation yeah so it's really hard to get into that mind state though because like your brain is always what, thinking like about going back bullshit. to that you were talking about our old stuff 
and how like if you even when we listen to our oldest stuff like our first mixtape was called guacamole like that like you hear like the pure like artistry just creativity yeah it's just there's no we're not thinking about the other end of it yep. not thinking mm-hmm. about who's listening to this stuff because back then people soundcloud wasn't even a thing mm-hmm. when we started. like people didn't just release music per like as like into like random people sitting at home right that only started like kind of after we, we we started and so like you hear that stuff and all we're thinking about is in, in when we were making that music was just like ourselves mm-hmm. literally not thinking about oh mm-hmm. who's gonna hear this who's gonna sound like it, whatever so it was just like the most pure form of artistry uh, it's been so hard and we've talked about this so much over the years it's like it's it's almost impossible to replicate it's that. so to put hard. yourself back in that mindset once you've created like actual formalized music that you're putting out now there's a whole another side to it that you're like that's just like inevitable to think about you can't remove that from your head and like I feel like artists, when they're able to finally remove that and just be so comfortable with what they're doing and what they and what they are able to do, that's when they're able to create the best music. For sure. Yeah, it's like you know the concept of like when you're a child, like you have no awareness of like exactly <clears throat> you don't care what exactly. people are thinking. You're yeah. just doing what you're Compared doing. To a child, it's yeah. like how do you kind of like live and have those moments even today right. when we're fully grown adults and we still feel like we could be embarrassed by you know small things and whatnot. But like, how do we have like those childish behaviors exactly. in, in that specific uh yeah. in that specific sense um kind of pivoting pivoting pivoting, <laughs> pivoting, pivoting, pivoting. To, to move to like the the evolution now right like you guys have come a long way but also like you guys have done your own solo shit as well mm-hmm. right like each individually have uh not produced only music but like other stuff mm-hmm. right so like i'm curious to know and, and we can start with you Shiv. like y- you've done solo projects but like what was like the reasoning to kind of like go and you know make your own type of music but also has it allowed you to then bring what you've learned back to the group absolutely it's like we we, i started music in a group and i did that we did that for so long so like it's a lot of people the other way around they start making music and then they join a group but our my music journey has been so influenced by group work so eventually you want to and like Oz been making soul music way before I did but like you just kind of it's a different it's a different dynamic right like it's a whole when when you're in co- full creative control of what you're doing it's like it's an, it's not necessarily better or worse it's different right it's very very different and it's like you you get a different experience out of it you get a different different kind of joy out of it um and so like it's not it, it was never really like a conscious thing like oh i want to start making my my own stuff and putting it out it was like over the years you just kind of like mess around make your own things and then eventually it's like okay let's explore this side of just yeah. just just you know your own solo stuff let's see how how that sounds because if you think about it like on like actual creating a song so when we make a song Syed makes a beat and then me and Oz split the vocal time on a song, right? Yeah. Okay. So I only had to write one verse or one hook in a verse or something like that. But then when you're making your own music, you're you're thinking about the entire song for yourself. Like holistically, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's a, it's a different feel. It's a different way of creating a song. You control more of the theme and the mm-hmm. writing and stuff like that. So it's just definitely like a nice way to explore a different side of your artistic ability for sure. I love that. Yeah, um, yeah. Like he said, it's it's. Um, it's just a different experience work like making music in a group and making music by yourself like for me i think it was like um i had things that i wanted to express that were more personal for me so you needed like if you're the only one when it's your song you can kind of like choose what you're talking about and kind of like you know be a lot more personal with the the songwriting and the themes and stuff like that so that's kind of what it came Mm -hmm. down to for me 
and then uh yeah you you definitely like benefit from doing that though like you grow more like you grow making music by yourself and you're definitely able to bring that back to the group so it's only it's only a beneficial thing for everybody and i'm just so curious like how much of the lyrics are true and related to like life experience and how much is kind of like like in general or yeah i guess in general lyrics i mean like i think when like earlier on we were very kind of honest earlier on we were very honest with our lyrics and Mm -hmm. we were very kind of like self-expressing um I think in the last few years, we've kind of gotten more to um, just, I don't know, like as the times have changed as well, we've wrapped maybe a little bit about like some, you know, other stuff like nonsense type of things. Right, right. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, generally, I think I think that when you make music where that is true to yourself and that you're expressing yourself, that is the best music because mm-hmm. that's what actually mm-hmm. connects with people and people yeah. resonate with. So. Um, like when I made Blue, I made this album Blue in like 2017. Like mm-hmm. that was definitely like a bunch of like honesty in that in that project. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think when you were t- saying that you, um, like in solo in your solo practice, like you can write, you kind of like choose a narrative a little more about like what you want to write. And and then I saw like Shiv, you were kind of nodding your head. So like, do you guys? S- as you're creating like work for Gen 64, if things come in your head that you're like, oh, this kind of touches on a life experience that I want to share, do you kind of like write it and kind of park it for a solo project? Or do you also try to find ways to like include that into the group work? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, probably the like the latter, like we would try to find ways to incorporate it mm-hmm. in the group work. But it's also like we don't write, um, I mean, I personally don't write anything before I hear like a beat, okay. right? So if it's like yeah. size making a beat and I'm writing to that beat, then that okay. verses for that beat. So yeah. I wouldn't. That's cool. I didn't. I didn't think like I always thought that people would just like have thoughts in their head and they write down like whether it rhymes, whether it doesn't, or like some kind of like they just jot it down. But it's cool to know that like you have to listen to like the beat first and then that inspires like I think it goes both ways it goes both ways yeah Yeah. like I've seen like I've been part of some like sessions that you guys have had where if like Sai will have his headphones and we're talking we're just like doing whatever and then he'll like alright I've made something and he'll he'll play it and then immediately you guys will have a reaction right and it's like through that reaction it's like alright I already know what type of melody I want to have that's related to this but I'm sure there's times where it's the other way around where it's like I have this kind of like sense of like feeling that I want to put out or and through lyrics and the beat kind of like follows after. Absolutely. I, I think I got, I get my best lyrics from from uh, from random random thoughts I get random days. Mm. And my notes are just filled with you see he's seen some crazy. of my notes. Oh, really? Some <laughs> of the worst things you'll ever read. Wow. But like it'll just be a random thought and I'll just be like, "Oh shit, like that's an interesting idea. Let me uh, just write okay. like a line." Yeah. It won't even rhyme. It won't be a bar. It'll just be like a like you know it's like a jumping th- off the point. sun hits different on the <laughs> west side like some really dumb <laughs> shit but then like it's just a thought and because that thought was natural in that moment you'll probably be able to find a way to incorporate yeah, it yeah or like evolve way. it yeah. like, i know i know an artist i worked with he like literally while he's in the studio he'll just go on twitter and he'll go to like trending and he'll just start scrolling through twitter and just finding people lines that people write oh, and he'll just write them down that's and then, crazy because you're finding real ideas right. and he'll literally just make an entire verse out of just ideas that he found online and stuff and it's really interesting because i was like holy shit like that's true because when you're just when you're just kind of fabricating words Mm -hmm. it's very different from when it's a real thought and a real idea because it's it's the most like pure right yeah so I, i feel like it does go go both ways for sure yeah i've had this burning question for syed 
we've talked before a little bit about your eyes are cutting <laughs> wide. You're like, what are you going to ask me? <laughs> we've talked a bit before. I think we were like walking towards the venue, like Rolling Loud venue. And I was mm-hmm. telling you, like, dude, I think you're a triple threat. Like you have so much about what you do at Gen 64, but also outside of it as like a solo creator. And what, what I want to know is like, because you do, I mean, you make beats and pr- like you produce mm-hmm. and then you also are into photography and design. So there's mm-hmm. kind of like this beautiful trifecta of like talent. Mm-hmm. And then how does like, how does the creative process for each kind of stream, does it bleed into each other at all? Like, does the way you create your cover arts inform how you um, think about producing a beat? And it's okay if mm-hmm. it doesn't, but I'm just so curious, like as someone who has these these different but kind of within the same realm like interests like how how do you create like how what's your process um for me it's um the whole point of why i like to do design photography like um producing and even like mastering i I mix and master too is that i want to be like a one-stop shop you know Mm, like if you come to me you can get a beat right there i'll master your stuff and then we can work on a cover art And then right there, you can go and release it that's immediately. Crazy, yeah. So that's how I think about like why I like to do those those three things. And for like the creative process, it's a little different, of course, for like each thing. But I don't know. I'm just so obsessed with like each like creative like outlet that I work on that um, it does kind of bleed into one another because it's all like music related, right? Mm-hmm. Like all my design stuff is music related, like photography stuff is because I want it to be music related. So it all kind of like ties back into music. Yeah. And then <clears throat> on top of that, it's like, I, I, maybe like I didn't know about this before, but I felt like cover art photography, this is like a recent interest uh, that, that may have c- come up for you. Um, and I think now you're also kind of getting into like video, like videography, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. does it just come to you where you're like, this, this looks cool. Like, let me try to like play around with this. Cause yeah. I remember you were telling me that you recorded that video just and then you just like started editing it yeah 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 clarity's video so i was at this guy's house um and i was spending the night and he had a camera so i was like let's just shoot a music video so we just shot it on the on his camera and i know how to use a camera because of photography and then he showed me how to use the editing uh software in like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and then he went to bed and then I was up until like 7 a.m. That's crazy. Editing. And then the next day I showed it to him and it turned out like pretty fire for like the first time yeah. ever doing it. But yeah, it's just something that I'm like, okay, this will be cool to like learn. And then I want to I want to go and pursue that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. All right. I think we're kind of like rounding it off. We're coming towards the end of the podcast here. <clears throat> we like to kind of ask our guests like this last question. Anyone can take, you know, uh, take a take a chance at the <laughs> answering this. But it's like. When you think of like mastering your craft and as you're thinking about like the evolution of your music and whatnot, like how are you always trying to evolve and get better and try to master your craft? Like what does that mean to you specifically? Is it like always trying to challenge each other when it comes to producing, when it comes to vocals, when it comes to lyrics, or is it something else? Like what does that mean to you guys when, it, when, when you think of mastering music? Well... Great question. question. That was another hard hitter. Sad. I feel like you were good. Yeah. Okay. For me, when what excites me about like, I don't even know if this really ties into your question, to be honest. But I'm just gonna say it anyways. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
like what excites me about like the stuff that we work on and even like hearing like Usman or like Shivam's like solo stuff is you see the progress and when you see like oh these guys are better or we're better than what we were like a month ago that's so exciting and being like holy shit we're like really making moves you know like so that's like something that like excites me I have no idea if that answers the question no it does like yeah Yeah, I don't know if you guys want to add anything yeah like that that's definitely like over the however 10 years is like progress is definitely was the, was the sickest thing is because like you start from scratch every time you get better it's like you feel good you feel like you've like you're going somewhere right you're you're you're, you're what you're all these hours you're putting into this like wow like i'm actually doing something with it i'm getting better at it like this is my thing right but then the one thing that drives me a lot now is this like am i making something that like i'd actually listen to like if i make something and i'm like holy shit, I would bump this every day, all day, that yeah. I know that, like, like that's what drives me. I'm like, oh, shit, I can go listen to my own music in the car and, like, be happy <coughs> with it, you know? Like, that's, like, that's, a, that's the greatest thing. That's the greatest feeling, right? Like, that feeling, when you, once you create something, like a song that you really like, is just, like, that's, that's one thing that definitely drives me. And, like, as long as I keep getting that feeling, the evolution will come. Mm. Like, mastering your craft. Yeah. You, no one can ever say, I mastered my craft. Other people can say that if they if they watched your journey and seen it and stuff, because you always feel like you can get better, right? Everything's always like, okay, I'm good now. In a year, I'm gonna look at this. And I'm gonna be like, I was that was whatever. So like, as long as like you feel like you're you're getting enjoyment out of it, I feel like the evolution comes naturally. I love that. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think growth is very. When you see growth, that's very exciting. But uh, like when it comes to growth, like you have to trust your instincts because sometimes growth doesn't mean like increase streams or increase numbers mm-hmm. so it's something you kind of have to you know identify on your own and just be like wow like i'm actually getting better at this and for me like the thing that excites me is kind of like what shivam said is like when i feel like i'm making something new and like contributing something new to the world you know like mm-hmm. one, one thing i try to look for like now i'm starting to like you know make beats and like mess around with that and like things that you know get me excited when i'm making a beat is when i hear a sound or i hear a sample that's like oh shit this is yeah. weird this is just like this is different, different you know? yeah. mm-hmm. so i think that's um that's what's exciting because you don't want to you don't want to make you don't want to contribute something in the world that's like a copycat of someone who's doing it better you want to make something that's like you unique and new to you and you know you have to enjoy it and love it so i think that's um mm-hmm. that's what excites me i love that and i think like as a <clears throat> Um, fangirl bystander mm-hmm. like I because because I've seen you guys for the past four years right like and I've seen how much the music has has evolved and like I'll be probably very biased when I say this but like I've seen it evolve in a way where it's like so much more refined right like from the production to the vocals to the mixing like mm-hmm. everything it's like there's there's um there's a sound where I can when I hear it I'm like this sounds like gen 64 I can hear that it's getting closer to the sound where it's unique to you guys specifically mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, man, like I, I, I've loved every part of it. And I think to, I think either you said this or, or Shiv said this, it's like a lot of times it's not necessarily about the numbers or how many views you're getting. It's about like, it, as long as you're coming together and you're enjoying the process and you're enjoying every single day of creating that music, just like it was when you first started out yeah. that childish like behavior. Yeah. Um, I think that's like the, the best part about it. And like me as like the audience member or the bystander, when I see when you guys get excited about when you know side like kind of shares that beat it gets me excited as well i'm like yo i'm part of this like uh not only journey but this evolution of sound so um 
appreciate you guys being on the podcast. Um, yeah, really, you, really, guys, really man. appreciate it. Kind of like hearing dope. you guys' story. Um, the Brown Migos, Gen 64. Hey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and we're signing off. Holding on to that one. Yeah, hold on to that one. Yesterday. This is, <laughs> it's the Unmastered Tapes. Take care.